You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League, or a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. Now, the boys are in the house. G'day, Andy. How are we going, Corpse? I'm in TK. Jeez, struggling oh already. Oh, my God. What a great start <laughs> not, to the proceedings. I'm not the only nervous one, though. <laughs> Corby will hopefully be joining us shortly, but we've got a special guest in the house, Tim Ballantyne. You might know him as Shooter McGavin on Twitter. He's a Women's Weekly cover model, one of the, <laughs> one of the greats. Fantasy players of his time. Timmy, g'day, mate. How's it going, boys? Doing good, mate. We're, we're really pleased to have you. So talk to me a little bit about how you put together the name Shooter McGavin and just fill the audience in on how you've become this pin-up boy in New Zealand. Um, pin-up boy. I was, <laughs> I was actually trying to remain um, anonymous until today, but you've blown my cover. Tig out the scoop. I was going to wear like a balaclava on the live and stuff. But... <laughs> they couldn't do, see do a beautiful the, face, the voice muscle. Hello, it's, 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 it's... <laughs> yeah, I, there's, there's no big story to it. I was just, I was trying to make a name because I can be a bit of a troll sometimes. So I thought I'd better not use my real name on Twitter. And then um, um, I just came up with, well, I didn't come up with it. They actually came up, Adam Sandler actually came up with it a few years ago, but <laughs> But um, I thought it would be a funny one to use, so just rolled with it. <laughs> well, it's great to have a Kiwi on because we've got a huge Kiwi audience. So big shout-out to everyone in New Zealand watching and listening tonight. But before we rip into everything, so tonight, it's not much TLT to talk about. It's only four games and with Origin ripping everyone out. We thought we'd just do a lot of audience questions here tonight, but we've got plenty of questions as well. Hopefully, Corby will be joining us in a few minutes as well. But please, everyone, join us on social media. Talking League Pod will be doing more of the Facebook Live, so join us on there and Insta as well. Talking League 1 on Twitter, and thank you to everyone that's left Apple reviews. Just quickly, I'll just go through some of the major changes in TLT, boys, and then we'll rip into questions. All right, so Dragons, they've got Matt Dufty back at fullback. Cody Ramsey, he shifts to a wing. Brayden Williami in the centres. Surprisingly, Jack Bird, he moves into the back row. And Jack DeBellin, he's back named on the bench as well. The Broncos, they return suspended duo. Tyson Gamble and Matty Lodge into the starting lineup. The MILF gets punted again. Alex Glenn, he returns to an edge. Pulling, pushing up Paliasia into an interchange role. Jordan Ricky, he's back, but only on an extended bench. The Tigers have Alex Seafarth. He starts at lock with Stefano moving onto the bench. A stack of players out for the Panthers with Origin. Robert Jennings is the new winger. Tyron Mayett, halfback. Mitch Kenny at hooker. A couple of players in Lindsay Smith. And also Isaac Tago. They'll be debuting. Storm pretty strong as well. They'll be welcoming back Kenny Bromwich and Dean Heremia. He replaces the Fox. Three to go. The Titans, they welcome back Ash Taylor. Tyron Peachy has been named on an, extent, uh, on an interchange bench. sorry, And Preston Campbell. His very talented son, Jaden, he'll be debuting as fullback. And also Joseph Vuna, he'll be on the interchange bench, also debuting. The Knights, they have Sue replacing suspended David Clemmer up front. Brody Jones, he'll get his chance on the edge for Frizzell. Connor Watson remains at six with Kurt Mann benched at Para. This one's a long time coming. Fergo, he's been finally dropped, replaced by Hayes Dunster. Reed Marnie's been released by Queensland, so... They've picked him at number nine, Emrata Nikore. He starts for Junior Paulo. 
Boys, before we rip in, I know you both of you are very excited about Jack Bird. Tell me a little bit about Jack Bird and why it excites you, Andy. Oh, look, having him in the second row, just his tackle break ability, sort of get his hands on, on the ball a lot earlier as well. And um, even off, I think he's got that ability to offload as well, so close to the line um, when they spread the ball quickly. He'll have the chance to get a few off, get a few more tackle breaks and then uh, maybe even a short ball from, from Brails. Mm. So... I think him on that left side, left, left side, yeah, left side should go well. Who's Brails? Jaden Brailey. I oh, know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Who is Brails? <laughs> <laughs> you are having a shot from, from, from Hunt. Hunt will be spewing it and get picked for Origin. So I think he'll be out to perform. Uh, have a great game, I reckon. Timmy, save this, Gibra. Are you a fan of Jack Bird? <clears throat> yeah, I reckon he'll go good. Eh? Like when they said he might play um, in the back row at the start of the season, I was straight on that. But then they named him in the um, centres, so yeah. I jumped off it. But um, he's pretty aggressive, eh? So he should be pretty good, I reckon. He, I reckon he should, he, if he plays well, he might um, keep Kerr off that other edge, eh? Because Kerr's been cake. You don't like Kerr? I'm a big fan. I think he's been very good. I think I think he's good in the front row, but I think he just defensively gets caught out a little bit on that edge, eh? Just his agility. Is that what you're trying to? Yeah, well, he's. He's, he's a, a big boy. Of yeah. A, yeah, he's a unit. He, it was mean in the front row last year. Mm. But, but um, yeah, I, th- I think Bird has the potential to if – he, if he got one of those back row spots, he, he's got to be a keeper centre, surely. He's a keeper centre now. True. Yeah, he's, got, he's scoring an average of 40 at the moment. Uh, he yeah. did have a couple of uh, poor games at the start of the season. So he's, a, yeah. he's, above, he's above average. So his last three average was 44. Him at second row, I think he's a fifty plus easily. But yeah, yeah. Like I think I think when Sims comes back, he gets a spot back. But but you know, it could you could be on something with Kerr. Yeah, he has got up and down games. So yeah, I don't know. We reckon take uh, your fans. Nah, I reckon Kerr's really good on the edge. I'm probably nah, gonna go. Nah, Bird though. You, have you got him in your team I or no? The thing with Bird, I think he's a better center than he. We just don't know because he's just never played there, right? Yeah. And I guess in the True. new the new version of the game, he might be good because. We just haven't seen a smaller kind of edge player yet. So maybe it might be the making of something new. we just got to test it out because he's got to fit everyone in. That's the only problem. So I guess he's probably holding it for Simsy. But yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, the way the rules are, and they need something different, right, to kind of supercharge their season. They're probably trying it this week with DeBellin coming back and then also Birdie tackling a new position. Who knows? They might just ignite something in the, in the next phase, a 90-kilo edge. So Yeah. I wonder how he'll go defensively, eh? That'll that'll be the big thing. I guess that's the that's, that's the thing. He's he might a, miss a few. He is a strong strong character. Like he's he's got that strength like Matt Cooper had, and Matt Cooper played uh, second row, didn't he, for the Dragons? Matt Cooper. Oh yes, that, my that, god, that Andy! Sheer strength, mate. No, he didn't. What are you doing? <laughs> what was he? He's a center. He's your girlfriend's idol, like. Yeah, but girlfriends are not mine. Her special player. <laughs> he's a centre, mate. He's a good-looking bloke. He's, but he's a not very <laughs> good-looking bloke. I would be very threatened if I was you. All right, let's move on, boys. Now, let's have a look at captaincy choices for round 13. Shooter. Firstly, actually, no, I'll flip this a little bit. This is probably the first question I should ask you is, how many players do you currently have that qualify for this round, and will you be making any trades given that we've got four that we can use this week? I've got five players playing this round, and <laughs> I, I don't. I've only got twelve trades left, so I don't really think I should be making 
any hasty decisions about trading. As soon as um, uh, lockout lifted the other day, I made two trades straight away, but then I reversed them. So, yeah, I I, I can't see myself. If I can um, show a little bit of restraint, I'm probably going to have to step away from all technology that allows me access to the <laughs> fantasy app and <laughs> not, not, do, um, not do any trades because – well, maybe I'll just use my um, my missus's uh, team, and I'll just get it out of my system and use all the trades on her team instead. Yeah, Tim, are you well are you well placed for round seventeen though? Like, do you have a lot of players contained there, or you just got heaps of Origin players? I've got quite a few Origin players. Eh? I've got I've got I've probably got a few Kiwis. Can't even think of my team now. Um, <laughs> but I've got a few Kiwis. But yeah, I've got a, I've got quite a few Origin players. Eh? I've filled I've filled my team with guns. Because um, obviously I play a lot of head to, head to head because I want to win the moolah. But um, yeah, I'm probably pretty buggered over this Origin period. To be fair, in terms of overall, uh, if you're playing head to head, I suppose you're just going for those ones. Yeah, well, we don't play. We don't play over the buy rounds and stuff. So in head to head, so in most of the leagues that I'm in, which is too many, but um. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty stuffed overall. I think I'll probably drop about 20,000 places by the end of Oregon. <laughs> yeah. but you, you are pretty well placed because you're like top 750, aren't you, Shooter? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I'm gutted because I was like top 300, top 200 till about two weeks ago and then I just had a couple of bad rounds. Yeah. What's uh, early on, what was the kind of your, your best players? Who's been from the start? Who was the kind of couple that you, you picked up that probably no one else did? A bit of a pod. Uh, Papali, Ice Papali, he he was like no one jumped on him at the start, eh? and he um he's been real good. Um, I've had like good scoring. I held on to Avarillo when nice. No one else oh, you did because nice. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't see any value in trading him because he wasn't worth anything. <laughs> and um and he come back so I, and I got stuck with centers. I've used about six or seven trades on centers. And um, Avarillo has killed it for me. And ever since he got that seven, especially, it's been mean. He's been playing well. Was it 79 points last week? Been killing it. Uh, 83, wasn't it? It was in the 80s, wasn't it? Oh, I think I must have um, read, some, read it wrong. That's still it. 73, and then I think it was 67, and then 67 before that. He's, yeah. I'm actually spewing all that him go. It's one of my major regrets of this season. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome for me. I've, I've been pretty lucky in, in terms of that and, like, centers and that, so. Nice. So who's just unlucky for injuries, yeah. Out of your five shoots, who's who's you gonna captain? I'm probably gonna go Papali'i, to be honest. He's had a few quiet games, but yep. no so is everyone on my list really. But um yeah, I think he's my best option this week. He might not be too bad because he will be on the left edge, correct? And then Brody yep. Jones will be yep. on the right edge. So he might he might have a bit of a field day down that that edge. And yeah. Dylan Brown's back as well. So I think, uh, oh, is, is, is Mitchell still on the left or the right? Mitchell's no, on Mitch- the left. Mitch plays Ice's side, yeah. Okay. So that should be right. All right, Andy, let's have a look at your team. What's your strategy currently? How many players have you got set? And are you going to be making any trades to get you set as well? Yeah, so I've got 10 at the moment. Um, I'm tossing up between either making up two or three trades. Yep. So I was either looking at, there's four out of four players, it's Hines, Smith, Hughes or Hunt. So they're the four I'm looking at, but it's probably going to be the first two and then just leave the other two for later. And then if that happens, the captaincy will probably be either 
Papali'i, Braley or Hines. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking more or less from Hines' last three games. You can't not pick him, can you? Especially against what you said, the Titans. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in the same boat because I've got Hines, so I think I'll be captaining him. But there's choices. I think Cheese will go well and use. I think someone between that Storm, those Storm three, I think they're going to have a bit of a – especially for Fafita and Tino out. So let's take a fetch. And Brimson as well. That's their three best players. You think the Storm just – it doesn't matter who's out. They've just got a backup that's just as good. So well, – the thing at Melbourne last couple of years had the big three. Now you've got the big three again, and the, the other three aren't even in. Like you got Pappy out, Grant out, and there's still the big three: <laughs> Smith, uh, Hines, and Hughes. They're still three of the best spines in the game at the moment. It's yeah. just unbelievable their depth. It's like their first string's the best in the comp, and their second string is the second best in the comp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not fair. Nah, it's not fair at all. But I've got 15, and that was just kind of a little bit of good luck because I went for a few Parramatta players lately, and just they were probably right on that fringe. So I was panicking on Sunday. I was a little bit hungover on Sunday morning, and I'm just waiting for the news, especially with all the judiciary stuff. I'm just going, just do it. Just hurry up. <laughs> just put me out of my misery. So then I don't know that I've got that this many players, but yeah, thank God. If I see Freddie Fittler out, I owe him a couple of beers because, yeah, it's just come out. He, not he's too helped bad. you. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't have a great round last week. I only got like a 900. So that put me back from like 400th to 7, 780 or something like that. So hopefully I can get a good round and make up a little bit of points. But it was a little bit of good management as well because I started getting rid of origin players very early in the piece and started trying to get some some good value some of the tigers guys but i don't we'll talk a little bit about holders a little bit later i won't be holding them for much longer but it just kind of gives me a little bit of an advantage now but we'll get on to that a little bit later all right thank you everyone that has sent in audience questions we've got a few to cover now boys the first one is from cj Semmet, and he wants to know What's a good amount of players to be playing with? He currently has 12. Why don't we start with you, Shoots? Not five. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything over five is probably pretty good. And uh, like probably 15, I reckon, is pretty, pretty good. I think if you can get like a, a starting like a starting lineup and a couple of subs, you're doing pretty well. Yep. I'm liking yeah, 13, think- Andy. I reckon 13 is pretty good. That's what I'm thinking, 12 or 13. 15 is absolutely killer, and I think that should call you back a few ranks after this week. Well, it has yeah, to. Definitely. Like it, it is a bit of a do yeah, or yeah, yeah. It has to work, or otherwise I'm, I'm pretty much done. So, Yeah, so I'm thinking about 12 or 13. Yeah. I might just go the 13, then I might be a little bit pushing it towards round 17, and then towards the end I'll just have to go really, really slim on trades and <laughs> hope my bench saves me. Yeah, I think it was the NRL. NRL's kind of dudded us a little bit as well because three of the teams, Penrith, Storm and Titans, there is a lot of good fantasy players amongst them that are yeah. now going to origin, which means yeah. that not only because they've got the, they play they play this weekend, which means they miss the next bye. So yeah, really, you're, you're they, stuck there either way. Yeah, they missed two games. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird one. So let's, we're literally talking about Fafita, Tino, Welsh, even though Pups is injured, we'll put him in that category. Cleary, Munster, Torhu, and Harry Grant. That's that's a fair chunk of really good fantasy players that on the flip side, people are going to have to rest this week and then hold again for the next run. So Yeah. So so if you've got 15, you're doing real well. I think TK could be a real – could be top 100 – Look, I'm hoping yeah. so. Mate, I'll be, taking, take... I'll be taking screen dumps because that could be the highest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as that first play happens, just take a screenshot and then just save that. <laughs> All right, next question is from Flogsy, Ian Floggett. 
one of the regulars. So he's for the players that we have held purely because they play the first buy. Who are the priority players to trade out after round fourteen? Now, what he really wants to know is who's worth keeping. So he was referring to players like your Watsons and your Brailies and your Brooks. So who in your teams right now, we'll start with you, Andy, are still in your team right now that you probably think that you won't hold as keepers past the origin period? I would say probably Watson. He's he's averaging 52, but it's just not keeper level for a mid or a hooker. Yep. So he's probably the one that might be a go. And possibly Brayley with his last couple of scores. Um, his last three games were 39, 45, and 64. Uh, not what you want for a 784K hooker. Mm. Um, so I feel like you could have some, could be a better hookers out there. But for those two, the, those two at the moment are the, one, the major ones. And I guess maybe just um, before, or use before 17, Hines. So use Hines until 13 to 16. And well, he makes that extra bit of cash and points for you, and then he could be a trade out as well. Yeah, Browse is an interesting one there, shooter, because having a look at a few of his stats, and he's he's kind of getting those demerit points now. He's missed eleven tackles in the last two games. He only missed twelve in the first ten. Do you reckon he's busted yeah. a little bit? Yeah, it could be tired. Eh? He hasn't had hasn't had much of a break, and like last year, he didn't play very much, so yeah. um, he could be buggered, eh? But. Because he started the season so good, but yeah, for his price, like if I could afford to, I'd probably after Origin consider getting rid of him. But I don't know who for because I feel like the hooker position hasn't like you've had like a few like probably three like real guns in the past few years, and I don't really feel like there's been that this year. I guess we're like, we're blessed, weren't we, with Cameron Smith being there? Blessed yeah. for so many years of just someone being so consistent. They could both attack and defend. I just think yeah. most of the hookers now, they only have one of the elements. They don't have both. Yep. Don't, um, I agree with about Watson as well. Like he, He's probably good cover for now. He, he, it's weird because he's probably one of the best players on the Knights at the moment, but they just don't play him enough. And he just doesn't – so he doesn't get the scores because he's not on the field long enough. But when he's on the field, like he – he shows potential to score real well, but it's pretty disappointing, to be honest. Yeah. If he plays more than 50 minutes, if they just put him on the field for more than 50 minutes, he actually could be a keeper. But it's just been 40s lately. And, yeah, he's yeah. done 60, 61, and that was at halfback um, last game. But, yeah, it's just that – because he's that such that good Mr. Fix-It. He's just too – he's too versatile that he just stuffs him up to, to be a keeper. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a position. He, while Lockie was out, I thought he might have been playing. Um, got that third in spot full on, but yeah, don't know. You know what, boys? I've decided unless your surname's Cleary, you're not safe in my team. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're, well, you got to go balls deep for round seventeen. Yeah, I've kind of like thought about it, and I go, you know. You've been playing classic a lot longer than we have, Tim. And I just think, like, the word keepers is just overused by people's, people that yeah. don't have the balls to actually drop them. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's just a game, right? Just Yeah, for sure. And, like, for me, I just could not, especially when Fafita got suspended and also Pups, all the uncertainty about when he was coming back, mate. Like, I can't yeah. carry 800, 900K on the bench. Like, for me, nah, that's crazy. I, I flipped him straight away, eh? Like... He'd had a few um, injury problems in the past, so I, I just thought, nah, not not worth it, and I'll just bring someone else. And 
but there's been like players that have been keepers in the or keepers in the past. They've um, there hasn't been many this year that have like scored consistently. Eh? It's been pretty shocking, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. So, boys, any fast uh, shoot up for yourself? Anyone? Because I know you're pretty stacked with a lot of good rep players, and I know that you're running out of trades though, because you're the trade. Yeah. Who's the keepers, and who are you willing to part with? Honestly, in terms of keepers, only only keepers I see probably in like in my team currently. I'll probably give you one, and that's Papali. Yep. Oh, Cleary, obviously. You got the obvious ones, Cleary, Papali. But after Origin, I'm going to have to probably get rid of Watto, and uh, I've kept Dane Laurie as cover as well, and I think I might have to flick him as well. He's a bit too too inconsistent for me. You know, I teased Andy the other day, but. You know what? Matty Moyland, he's actually coming back on the radar and he's become fantasy relevant for the first time in his life. And I bought him this cheap. last week. So I'm sorry about that, Andy. <laughs> That's all right. Well, he doesn't play this week, but he definitely could be a pickup while he's still cheap um, after this round. Mate, I've never. Just to play for that round 17. With the Sharks potentially going on a run, because they get Penrith in the next game, but they play him two days after Origin. But the biggest thing. Is after that they've got three really soft games, so it could be a potential that him, SJ, and especially Ramian, Ramian's the big one. If you pull out his injured game, he actually averages fifty nine as a centre. Yeah, damn, he's a gun. He's a beast. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And and he life, wasn't. Not... He wasn't my radar early season, but I just sort of I couldn't afford him. Yeah, now I definitely can't afford him. <laughs> I bought Moylan in last week, and I was quite happy with that decision. Yeah, he's for sure a keeper until he's only 395k. Like, that's cheap for a 47 point average yeah, last three games. Big time. Uh, the one keeper that I would say after this round, uh, in that regards to that question, is Tohu Harris, I'd say. Because okay. he, once oh. he plays, he'll be in. He, if he misses this game, then he'll be playing for the rest of the season. Yeah. yeah. Timmy, do you have a soft spot for Kiwis? Like, do you treat them differently? <laughs> oh, I probably do a little bit. I put them on a bit of a pedestal, probably, but. <laughs> It's hard not to, you know. Yeah. We're the minority. Good surely you got Wal- surely got Walshy in your team? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I was going to, and then so I, it was when um, I bought him in for something, but then something happened and I needed to use the trade elsewhere, and so I had to reverse the trade and get someone that I didn't really want, probably. <laughs> Is it because Walsh is Australian? <laughs> he's part. He's part Maldi, isn't he? Yeah, yeah you'd claim him. That's for sure. I think you'd actually well, try to claim him. Yeah, Nathan yes. Brown tried to claim him for the Kiwis. <laughs> um, yeah, Madge did. Yeah, Madge. Madge oh, sorry, Madge did. Good. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. His old ladies from um, Hastings or something. So. There you go. She went on holidays once, like three years ago, <laughs> and he's Kiwi now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on. Next question from Peter Walters. And now with Jack DeBellin being reinstated in the game, 725K, shooter. Like, what were the people thinking? Like, they do realise he hasn't played for, what, three years? Yeah, crazy. I, I, I probably, I was almost probably a little bit tempted just because it's me. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, if it was maybe like 500, I might have considered it. But who knows? You see how he goes this week, and he—I think you need to give him a couple of weeks. He's going to be gassed. 
He's got a high break even of 58 or something. Andy, at what price would he be at any interest to you? Uh, look, if he comes off the bench he, for the first couple of games and drops down to about 600 or six something, maybe mid-600s or 650, then maybe you might start looking at him. But until he's he drops down a bit, that's ridiculous. Like he, he finished at 652K. Uh, in 2018, yep. after around 25. So I don't know where they've got that figure from, but um, it's, yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. Absolutely. I think he needs to be around 400K. I just can't take a risk. And I think the, oh, the ethics of it all, I don't know if I could pick him up. <laughs> I like your, your bloke with morals until he scores 80 points. And he's in your team. <laughs> and like, I'm in the top 10 and it's probably the pod. He's owned by 0.1%. <laughs> I've got one trade to go. He's in. You're in, mate. He's in. <laughs> exactly. The ethics depends on if I'm in a position to finish in the top 100 or win the comp, then there's no ethics left. Look, what's the three date rule? <laughs> Given the three date rule, he probably might drop that man price then. Yeah, that's an interesting one. We've got to steer clear of dates with the Bellin, that's for sure. All right, moving on. Matthew uh, Lippiat Sidman, he wants to know. Uh, Connor Watson and Jaden Braley, I think we've covered that with the sell part. Now, the other part is. For those that brought in Api Coruscant, which was interesting, is he a hold or sell? And then any other hookers tickling your fancy? Andy? Um, I, look, I, th- I think he would have been good after round 17. I just think he hasn't really played that many games over 80 minutes. He only played over 70 minutes twice this year. Yeah, uh, oh, That's right, over six games, naturally. But I think he hasn't had enough game time to actually play, to come back after Origin and play the full 80. So I think they'll rest him. Yeah. So for me, he's a pickup after round seven. But if you still have him, like we said, there's no real keepers, are there? Um, if you got plenty of trades, I can, I would see possibly getting rid of him. But if you don't, uh, I guess he's a bit of a hold because he could come back and be the 80 minute performance player like he was last year towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but the only sort of uh, hookers that I could be looking at would be the Smith, Hunt, or Marnie. Uh, all of them aren't really that good. And Smith's a sort of good player when he's playing 80 at the moment, but Harry Grant, if he kills in origin, could come back and go straight into that starting role. Yeah. Timmy, so thoughts? There's no, there's no real. Yeah, sorry. No. Yeah, sorry, we're just going all over the place here. Sorry about that, <laughs> Timmy, thoughts? Happy Corusia. Yeah, I, I agree. I think after round 17, you might be something to look at. I think his minutes will definitely go up going towards the end of the year. He's probably in a better position to do that than he was last year. He played a lot of league last year, and I reckon towards the end of the season, he looked pretty gassed, eh? So, he, having all that time off with injury, like, may have been a blessing in disguise for people that want to pick him up, because as the um, season gets into the deep end, he might um, he might start playing that 80. But then again, it's not like Penrith uh, um, struggling to stay in the 8 either, so... Who knows? Yeah, I think it's just timing because he did come off that season high. Those conditions, like, I know you boys are big fans of Avarillo, and his kicking game last week was outstanding in that first half. Really penned them in their own half, and they were just defending for a lot of that first half, the Penrith Panthers. So that's where a lot of his points were coming from. Last year, that's where a lot of his points came from. He was 55 tackles a game. Now he's lucky to pick up 40. So, yeah. (laughs) It's just they don't have, they've always got the ball. So. He's actually had a few demerits as well. He missed a few tackles here and there in that this year as well. In those six games, I don't, I can't remember what the total amount was, but I was just flicking through earlier and it looked like he's got a few demerits as well. So Yeah, for sure. The other guy that Matty actually has been mentioning a little bit on social media, Carl Lawton. 
And he's had a couple of impressive games, 43 and 67. The only thing I know is that Curtis Siren, and they reckon he's back next week. We had that news from the NRL physio this afternoon and Manly themselves that Schuster's probably looking at straight after the bye that he's going to be back, and it's actually a calf injury. And then you also Kieran Foran probably returning in the exact same round. So you'd have to think the two edges, number one and two, would have to be Sirenen on the, the right, Schuster on the left. That that would be my one and two, which would mean that Lord, and given the fact that he can play hooker, would probably move back into a utility forward role, right? I think, yeah, 100% spot on there. He is. I thought it would have been slotting straight into that hooker role, but yeah. I think... Um, Croak has been doing good, name? but, eh? Yeah, he's been, he's been playing consistent A's and actually playing well now. I think he's over that sort of injury, uh, so he's a bit confident with his with his body. So he's playing a lot better now. So I think the Carl Lawton is just a backup hooker now. And, uh, yeah, he's filling in for that second that edge spot real well. But, yeah, I can't see him starting there when Sh- when Shuey comes back to edge or... Um, or Sirenen comes back for sure. He's, yeah. he's a he's a bit of a Watson a old Lord, and he he can yeah. sort of fill in too many places. He he can play in the back line, um, and he can play he can play lock if he needed to, and he um definitely can play hooker. I loved him at the Warriors. I was gutted when they let him go. Mm. Definitely, hey Timmy, no, I, I, haven't, I haven't given you one of these yet. You're half an hour in, mate, and you've been doing some quality work, mate. <laughs> All right, let's move on to just the direct question so we can get a little bit more knowledge from the shooter man himself. Now, shooter, Cameron O'Dwyer, he wants to know. He's got the trades. He wants to move Shuster to either Barnett or a cheaper Matty Burden. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be getting rid of Shuster after today's news, eh, to be honest. Mm. If, you, if you really want to get rid of him and you want to go consistency, you'd probably go Barnett because he... Is consistent and if you're going for score, like going for points, Burden is prone. He's going to score well over the next few weeks, probably playing in the halves. But Barney overall is probably going to score consistently better if you're going to keep him long term. But either or, if you've got the choice not to do it, I'd be just holding Schuster and not getting either of them. Yeah, from the trade man himself, he's not burning a trade. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about it heaps of times. <laughs> All right, Andy, next question. Daniel Chapman, he wants to know, would you be holding Christian Walsh and AJ Brimson? He's looking at bringing in Benny Hunt and to cash out to someone else possibly. Uh, I probably wouldn't be holding him, hey. Well, even Welch's last five-game average was only 45 points, so he hasn't really been, he's been lighting the world on fire. And AJ Brimson, geez, he's been up and down, hasn't he? Uh, what's he scores? 46, 35 46, and then his last one was three. Mm. That was with the injury, naturally, but that was three with 53 um, minutes. So that was still plenty of time for him to score some points. So I I don't, I think he scored over 50 twice out of the 12 games. Yeah. So I think he's a trade out, in my opinion. Uh, I like the hunt option. He's sort of getting a bit more form. He had a good start the season, had a bit of a form slump, but like I said earlier, I think he'll be wanting to um, perform and give the Queensland selectors a bit of a Stuff you for not picking me. Um, and maybe after this round, considering Moyes is not playing, but I think Moylan, if you want to get a cash a cash out, uh, 392K and still scoring some decent points in that sixth position, yep. uh, that'd be my two choices. Yeah, but with Brimson, like he's just got no base. Like I've never seen mm. such a good NRL player break so little tackles. He still does have some kick return meters in him, but in terms of like tackle breaks and setting up his other outside... He literally doesn't have a game out like that. Do you reckon if Jaden Campbell absolutely kills it, does is it a worry for, for Brimzo, Brimo or no, nah, not at or all, nah. not at all. Yeah, Brimson just he's been 
the old the old classic. He's been killing it in Reggie's. <laughs> and he's got pedigree. <laughs> Preston Campbell's son. That's pedigree and a half. Oh, hundred percent. Tiny, eh? He's small. Yeah, no. I think he's like yeah, seventy-four that's... kilos or something. So, so was Preston. So, Preston had heart, but like all us little oh. blokes. <laughs> All right, next question is from Thomas Hickey. He wants to know, with Kurtman most likely out and wanting to get a half around 13, thinking Sean Johnson, Cody Nicarim, or Adam Reynolds' thoughts. I reckon Sean Johnson. And going into a contract year, I guess the only thing is just his health with a lot of soft tissue issues over the last three or four years. But he's looking pretty good on the weekend, more of a game manager role. Had 409 kick meters. Literally... Matty Mullen just doesn't kick. Had a try assist as well. Looking good and taking around the pocket. 606K if you want to set something up for right now. I think Shawnee Johnson's your man. And he's Timmy's New Zealand boy. Timmy, do you like Shawnee? Yeah, I think he's, um, if he can stay injury free. On, on um, the weekend, him and Moreland just looked like they were cruising, eh? And he, they were just carving up the titans. But Sean didn't even look like he... Um, Broke first gear. Mm, look like a touch footy game, mate. Just two players yeah. that just was on another level. Yeah, he was cruising. All right, next question. Timmy, Johnny, Johnny Bezgowski, he wants to know, should we be blowing trades just to get a couple of extra mediocre players for this origin period? The sensible me says, no, you shouldn't be because... <laughs> but it's stupid. the real you? But, but my heart, uh, my heart or my head probably both so you just blow them and deal with the consequences <laughs> later uh, shooter 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 all right i'll give you i'll give you one of the funny ones because there's a few funny ones people covering up dempsey mccoy wants to know what's the best medication to treat trade addiction heroin i reckon <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the big uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow this is, we're stooping to a new low. Thanks, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boy. All right, I'll keep this on the same topic. Jack O'Sullivan. Do you know Jack? Nah. Okay, because you must just a massive fan of yours. Has Shooter been able to keep his trade addiction at bay, or has he been relapsing in the recent weeks? No, uh, I've never. I've never. Um, you can't relapse when you love it. <laughs> I um, I um, I've just traded every week. Just as soon as lockouts over. I'm straight in there making a trade. I make about 10 trades a week and reverse them until I can't trade anymore and it's locked out, basically. Fair, fair call. Now, the last guy I'm pretty sure you must know, Vuka, Vuka Hiyu, is that how I pronounce that? Well, I, think, I, I think it's Vaughn Kahui. You would pronounce it better than me being a Kiwi, but he wants to know, Timmy, did you know our head-to-head league goes on after the 17th bye? And I know you've only got 13 trades left. That's that's my brother-in-law's boyfriend, Jonty's boyfriend. Um, okay, he's not really his boyfriend. That is, you're night. being very but, controversial um, tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, we we play in a few of the same head-to-head leagues, and I've I've um, beaten them about four or five times this year already. So he shouldn't be giving me shit when he hasn't done anything. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. What did Tim say? I got a head. To- okay, sorry, Andy. I'll I'll polish you off quickly then. Yeah, just, just hit my ones and I'll, I'll just quickly duck off. No worries. All right, Tom, Tom Lennon, Andy, wants to know, Burton or Bird is a priority for th- the rounds 13 to 16? And then on the flip side as well, the second one was Brandon Smith or Ben Hunt for the same time period? All four of them I like. Um, but for the first one, I'll go with Burton. Massive upside. 
Uh, last two games he played last year was 69 and 89. Mm-hmm. And has a massive boot in him too. So he played for one game for halfback, round three this year for Cleary. And he scored 73 playing halfback. So they're three massive scores playing that position for him. And the, the Panthers still have a decent sort of undergrad side. So they'll still pl- play well. Okay. Even if they don't play well, his, his kicking will get him back into good field position. So he's the one for there. Um, Smith or Hunt. Uh, Smith's last three game average is 67.7. And he's starting, he'll be starting hooker 100%. Compared to Hunt, 61. So Smith's the, the go there, in my opinion. Okay, nice. All right, next question. Angus Cairns, he wants to know, best trading targets this week, is it worth getting anyone this week? So there's five, or I think I've got six options. you got Hines, and the options are, upsides are, he's still got a bit more cash to make, and he scores some decent points. Uh, Brennan Smith is at 670. He still uh, has a bit more cash to earn, and he's been scoring well at hooker and mid. Uh, Matt Burton is probably number one He's the, for the massive cash grab. And also, he's still going to get that center spot when he comes back. So you can still have him there in your team for cover. You don't have to trade him out. Papa Lee, um, he is a borderline keeper. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop using that word from now on. Uh, and uh, Hughes as well for points and keeper status. He's just been playing killing it this year. So he's another one. And the last but not least is Hunt. Even though the, I'd say Smith was better than Hunt, Hunt's Still scoring a 61-point average the last three games. So it's pretty good. Uh, so they're the six I'd probably – if you have plenty of trades to make and you want to make a massive play for this for this week, uh, there's four, there's six good ones for you. I like that, Andy. Now, two to go for you before you shoot off. Jacob Blank, he wants to know, he's thinking of trading out Josh Schuster and Simkin. He's got 200K in the bank. Now, your thoughts on edge players. He's got Maddo and TPG currently. Anyone else – yeah, it's a tough one because, like, like, um, like Shoots was saying, the Schuster is is still got that edge spot, and he's still killing it at six. So he's, he's still young; he's still got a lot of form to, um, to outplay himself this this year. Yeah. But if he if he wants to get him out with Schuster and Simpkins, uh, the only other player I can play think about playing is this this round is Papa Lee. Um, he's seven fifty, I think he is, yep. and he's, he's a gun. So he'll play. Uh, he might won't play round seventeen, but he'll still have that second row spot. Yep. And he's a he's a try scoring legend. And if you want a bit of a pod, there's a bloke who's flying on the radar, Luciano Le Lua. Um, four point three five percent ownership, and he's coming off two scores of fifty two and sixty one. Yeah. Um. So he's a little bit cheaper as well. So if you want, if you wanted to, you can bring him in to have a bit more extra money in the bank. But yeah, Papa Lee probably the first choice. With Le Lua, would you be because he's got judiciary tonight? So he Ooh, got maybe he got just charged. wait. Would you wait? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I guess just wait for that. Yeah, that's a good pick. Lalo is playing some good footy. All right, final question for you tonight, Andy. Jordan Compton, he wants to know he's struggling with his halves at the moment. He doesn't have much cash. He wants to know what you think of Jake Clifford. Will he perform at the Knights? Is it worth the risk of five fifteen k? And there's a high chance he'll be playing this buy round. He's yeah, he's, well, he's been named on the extended bench, so there's a chance that he'll play. But what's your thoughts on Cliffo? Yeah, I think it is too much of a bit of a risk. He's um he's had two big scores of sixty at the Cowboys. One of those involved a try, but uh, they also involved four hundred twenty one kick meters in one and three hundred seventy kick meters in the other. So twenty points for one and what, eighteen for the other one. Uh, I don't think he's going to be having that much kicking options, especially if if Pierce is coming back as well. So uh, I think he he will take a bit of a back seat when Pierce comes back. Um, so in, in saying that. I'd probably take, taken a punt on Burton instead. 
he will kill it these first these these thirteen to sixteen, and then if you do want to, if Clifford is uh, playing well, you can possibly just trade a Burton to Clifford. But I think Burton's probably the safer play there. Yeah, nice. I like that. Well, Andy, you get along. I get a dinner on. You enjoy your night, and I'll check you tomorrow. Awesome, mate. Shoot, it was a lovely pleasure. Thank you for coming you too, on, brother. Cheers, brother. Uh, See you tomorrow, See you, mate. All right, Shooter, it's me and you. This is just like a three-date rule, mate. We're on a da- bit of a date now, mate. So me and yeah. you, me and you. All right, I'm just going to do this one quickly. Uh, Belent Peel, he wants to know, Schuster to hunt premature. With the news that we've got this afternoon, Shoots, I think, like you've mentioned before, I think Shoots are just a nice little hold. He's done nothing yeah, wrong. definitely. Good value, and I think it's just a waste of trade with him still to play the next buy round. But Hunt yeah. is, as we've mentioned a couple of times, Hunt is a good option, I feel. Especially, are you looking at dual players moving forward a lot? Closer. Yeah, I, I, it's getting quite important for me, dual players, like especially if like using so much trades, even if I've just got some, um, picking up some good cheapies that have got dual, dual player um, in my in my emergencies because they're going to become important getting closer to the end of the season. Yeah. They're important now. No, I've definitely been prioritizing them. But next question for you, Shoots, is... Now, the Cashos, he wants to know, he's, hey, boys, sitting 323 overall, so doing very, very well, but he's used all the trades, so literally he's done two trades, so he must be related to you, he must be related to you somehow, but he goes, keepers only, out of two, these two players, who would you pick, either Mitchell Moses or Jerome Hughes, sell me. Personally, I like Jerome Hughes better, I think he offers maybe a little bit more upside, especially because of the team he's in. Yep. Um... Moses' uh, pros for him is he's 143k cheaper than Hughes. Um, so depending if you're if you're worried about cash or whatever, you could go Moses and you'd still get pretty good um, output out of him. But um, I like Hughes better. Yeah, Timmy. Just would, it, a, would it be fair to say, from what I'm kind of watching, Moses picks on the lesser teams. But use is good against any team. Is he saying that's yeah. very similar? Yeah, Moses struggles against the real big teams. Hey, yeah, he's not a big game player. I don't think, not yet anyway. Mm. I've said that about him for years, and I and I tend to agree. I think and Hughes, I don't know. It's just whether he's in that storm system, and he's just so full of confidence. Hey, and he he runs, he breaks tackles, he kicks, he scores tries, he sets them up, he does everything. Totally agree. All right, next one, uh, Joshua Page. Timmy wants to know, he picked up Tom Starling, and he wants to know, with Josh Hodson returning, is now Starling a trade? I don't even know if Ricky Stewart knows the answer to that one, eh? <laughs> like, Raiders are a mess, so you don't know what's what's happening with them. Hodge, after what Hodgson said in the media last week, you thought there's no way he's going to be playing in the weekend, and then he started. So, I don't know, give it a, give it a few weeks and see what happens, but... yeah. It's probably yeah. it's just too much uncertainty now, isn't it? He looked better two yeah. weeks ago, and I know that Josh Hodgson's spoken in the press about possibly playing like either a seven or a thirteen role, but you just probably yeah. don't see it because the uncertainty. You just can't remove your seven and think that you're going to remove your nine as well. Nah, and then there's been talk about Townsend going to the Canberra for the rest of the year and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. If Raiders going forward, you probably want Hodgson on there for for leadership alone. He offers a lot to that team as much yeah. as people say he stifles the attack a little bit. But 
Yeah, totally agree, mate. Now, I'll just rip through a couple of questions quickly here. Now, Clifford Stone, he's got 528K in the bank. He's thinking of Sini to James Fisher-Harris or someone in round 17. I really like the fish. Having a look at some of the numbers that he's done, he's hit 60 in four of his last five games. And He's the man. Yeah, and he's one of your Kiwi, you know, Kiwi boys, and he's, he's the best prop in the game, let's be honest. And right, yeah, I think he is. Right now, with Penrith having so many origin players, they're going to need him to play bigger minutes and really help some of the younger guys out. So I think that's an excellent trade, actually, Clifford. So you put that in straight away. Now, Yikes on Bikes, he wants to know who's most important this week. TPJ, Hunt, Papali, Tohu, Mani, JFH. I'm focused on head-to-head, so I don't have to worry about origin or buy rounds. So the thing with Tohu, he's always going to be the same price because literally he scores 65, so he hits his break-even each week. So you don't have to prioritize him. Mani, I wouldn't worry about because you just don't know what's going to happen. He might even get, depending on the health of someone like Munster, might even get called back into the squad, so I wouldn't be picking him. I just yep. did talk about JFH. I think that is a great pickup if you want to do it. And we've wrapped Ben Hunt a couple times on the show. I think Shooter just had it with, with Jules with a half hooker and hookers being quite lean at the moment. He's playing pretty good footy. He's hit some good numbers. I wrote down just something here this morning, something on Hunt. I can't even read my own writing. And here he is. Yeah, well, last week he hit some good numbers. Last two weeks he has. So I think right now you'd probably think Paul Green doesn't like him. So he's probably no chance of playing Origin anytime soon. So yeah. out of those guys, Papa Lily is probably due to bounce back. And the only thing with TPJ, are you worried about players that have judiciary records? Yeah, T- that's why I've looked at TPJ a few times, eh? And what just puts me off is discipline. He's, just a, he's, like, he's like a ticking time bomb, isn't he? He's just Yeah. And he, like he can be the best player in the NRL one week, and then the next week you're like, he should be shouldn't even be playing reserve grade. Like <laughs> he's very he's, very inconsistent, isn't he? Yeah, he, he goes he goes real good against the the big teams, and then when he's got something like a bit of a point to prove, eh? But when he's like, yeah, he can have a shock. He's, he can have a shocker. Nice. Now, Dylan Meek. Now, Timmy, he wants to know, with Jaden Campbell being named in the number one tonight, do you see him playing himself into a regular starting role, whether it's at 5'8", or moving Brimo to 5'8", and then maybe playing out the remainder of the year? Titans have been shambles, so I feel the opportunities in this origin period, and Campbell has been absolutely killing it in Q Cup. Do you know much about Jaden? I've seen a little bit of highlights and I've read a few things about him. I know he's Preston's son and all that stuff. It, like NRL is a completely different thing to reserve grade as much as people try and talk up the form of it. Eh? I, I don't see them dropping Ash Taylor, to be honest, as much as his form goes off and on. Yep. Um, and he's not going to replace AJ Brimson, who's an origin Queensland origin player. It takes something pretty amazing. Like you'd have to absolutely kill it and score like six tries with ten tackle breaks and fourteen try assists yeah. over three weeks to to yeah. be. A, he might he might come in as a utility, but there's no way he's going to be a starter this year anyway. Yeah, totally agree. All right, final question we've got is from John McDonald, and he says he's got thirteen available for round thirteen. If he avoids selling any keepers leading to round seventeen, he would have ten players for round seventeen, and then. He'll have nine trades to keep up his sleeve after that. Now, his non-keepers include Braley, Watson, and Brooks, and I'm assuming Hines will be back to the bench at some stage. How do you think that looks? Should I do some sideways trade to increase players and reduce trades for round 17? He's current ranked 638. 
realistically, shoots 10 players for round 17, given kind of the uncertainty. We don't even know who's going to kind of back up and who's going to be playing in Origin. That's not bad, I reckon. 10, that's what I'm kind of aiming for. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. If I, was, I mean, it sounds like he's um, pretty low on trades. So, again, the sensible side of me says, if you don't need to do it, don't do it. But if you want to make some sideways trades, I probably would. Do you do sideways trades just for this? Oh, no. Give, me, give, me, I, a, give me a story. Give me your worst. I know you've been on, you've sent me a few little things that I've played, but here's your chance to grace the audience with a little bit of education. Oh, I should have thought about this beforehand. Um, I, I can't really. I've done plenty of sideways trades. I, I can't give you a specific, but I've, I've done it plenty of times in the past. Now I run them past my brother-in-law, Dante, quite often now before I do a trade and say, what, what do you think about this? Is this sideways? And you'll usually say, that's sideways as. So that's and part of I'll, your therapy, um, mate. Has your therapist put you onto Jonty and he's got to approve your decisions? Well, basically, I still make a trade somewhere or I'll just do it anyway sometimes. But <laughs> but um, I, like, I, I, tra- I went to this go to um, tour. Um, that was probably a little bit sideways, to be honest. Yep. As soon as I got tall, his, his um, scoring has gone down. People have just stopped kicking to him, basically. Any Anytime he gets bored is when he runs it out of dummy half. Um, but, yeah, I would have done it heaps of times. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. I should have, <laughs> should have thought about it. Well, Shooter, appreciate you joining us tonight. Before we let you go, because you've got a pretty cool Twitter. Everyone should jump on your Twitter. I've got the handle written down here somewhere. Where is it? I think it's my sheet over here. Your Twitter handle is ShooterMcGavin4. You know it better than I do, man. I don't, I don't know that. Follow him on Twitter. He's always good for a laugh. Like he said, he admits that he trolls people, and he's going to troll you troll someone this weekend. Who, who are you looking to troll? Who are you looking to troll this weekend? Uh, probably pick on one of you boys, probably. <laughs> Well, sure, I appreciate you jumping on, mate, and we'll get you on again during the season, mate. Because yeah, cheers, bro. Loved you, it. There's uh, plenty of sides of Shooter McGavin, as you've kind of seen. There's Tim, there's Shooter, there's I reckon there's McGavin, there's Tim Ballantyne. <laughs> I've seen about four different versions of you tonight, mate. Yeah, skits. <laughs> well, legend, thank you for joining on, and uh, I'm Thanks, sure I'll, I'll catch you on the weekend chatting a bit of shit on Twitter. Cheers, man. Thank you.